Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fuji Love Podcast. This is the show that is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm, X Series, or GFX related, head on over to Fujilove.com. And, of course, this show is all about the great photographers who love to use the Fujifilm camera system. But this week is a little bit different in that we have Fred Ranger on the show today. Fred Ranger, you may know him from Fuji Love's YouTube channel. And check out his great interviews that he does for, for the YouTube channel there. Uh, he also has uh, an amazing podcast, as well as his own YouTube channel where he reviews his own gear, whether it's Fujifilm, Leica, all sorts of cool uh, cameras. This week, we are talking about the Fujifilm Summit that happened uh, not too long ago, uh, as of this recording, about five or so days ago. And this is our reaction to the announcements. So without further ado, let's go right into that. Fujifilm has had their summit, September summit, and they just announced the, the brand new GFX camera the brand new Fujifilm X-mount lenses, and so much more. Here to talk about that and future Fujifilm products, as well as stuff that we have already tried, is Fred Ranger. He is the gentleman who is on the YouTube side of Fuji Love, as well as his own Fuji, uh, Fuji or or. You do mostly everything on, on your podcast and YouTube channel, right? It's not just Fuji, right? Yeah, no, well, it's not just a Fuji. Hey, Mark, it's, I'm really glad to be here. <laughs> Good <laughs> and, to see you. Good to talk to you again. Uh, so many things uh, happening on the Fujifilm side. And yes, I do uh, talk about, you know, creativity and, 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 you know, some other brands sometimes. But at the end of the day, it's all about telling stories. So, so happy to be here today. Man, good to talk to you again. We had uh, we had all talked uh, the Fuji Love family uh, just a couple months ago, and now we're all back to talk about uh, the 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 new stuff that they just released. And man, it's pretty exciting. Um, I gotta say they they dropped a lot of uh, surprises on us, uh, stuff that we kind of already saw thanks to certain uh websites with uh <laughs> crazy good accuracy <laughs> i don't know who they talk to but man <laughs> but uh but they also dropped a couple things that were really cool that is off in the horizon and um let's get right into it the the gfs gfx s 50s2 um this is the new yeah. medium format kind of their entry level medium format slash professional would you say uh, uh, definitely and they're they're definitely playing in the um, full frame territory in terms of the price so it's a very bold move from fujifilm to go in with a you know i would say a, not a skim down version of the of the 100 uh, of the gfx 100 but uh, one that was uh uh, you know, well appreciated on the, the GFX 50 uh, as the first iteration, but now they're coming in with a very aggressive price. So, wow, this is a, this is an interesting move by uh, by Fujifilm. Now, 
I've never been able to play with uh, the the S system, but the 50, 50R back in the w- w- when it came out, that's one that I did get to play with, and it was an amazing camera. Uh, I, I love yeah. the aside from the rangefinder format, just being introduced to a, a, a brand new system and having like the the with a bigger sensor the light plays very differently than uh full frame and APS-C the bokeh is different I think that's the one that kind of tantalizes everybody at the beginning but you know that camera was amazing and now we're a few years into the, the system um it's definitely faster it's definitely uh more processing power and by all means like this is a a great tool to have for anybody who's looking to do uh any kind of portrait work uh any any kind of architectural work landscape work you're coming in at a super price that is probably equivalent to like you mentioned uh the the full frame uh, territory yeah. uh, it, it definitely on par with uh canon and sony as far as pricing goes yeah i mean if you, if you look at the the way they've built the the, the whole ecosystem now they're start, are also starting to introduce some uh, more affordable lenses yes. uh, on the on the gfx side of things so that makes it uh, uh if you're if you're considering you know launching your your product photography business or or, or you have you know need for higher resolution and, and a little bit more dynamic range and so on and so forth uh wow that's that, that's a system you want to consider uh, and then it's all about the glass right so you can start with a gfx 50s mark ii uh at, 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 you know quote unquote an affordable price more affordable than the other guys and when you are ready to make the big jump to 100 and plus because you know pretty sure they're going to continue improving on the uh, the megapixel on, on the, uh, the the bigger uh, version of that then then you know you already have some very uh, powerful lenses that can resolve a lot of megapixels so i think they're doing a, a, a the right approach here and they're also doubling down on not going into the full frame uh you know ecosystem staying yeah. in the large format and also of course the APS-C where they they literally dominate so some smart people at Fujifilm and uh, I can only applaud them for for that then you can look at the specs and I mean you know of, of course if for that price you're going to lose some some of the specs uh, that you do have on the more expensive one but again at the end of the day it's the same uh, sensor that you have in the 50 uh, S uh, but it's improved now with the processing power like you mentioned so I, I really like I uh, really like that option dp review was pretty harsh on it um and i i don't know i gotta watch that review again um because they like they were talking about the video capabilities and and, and talking about the, the 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 fact that it uses contrast uh the the contrast detect to to do the the autofocusing um i i don't so so here's here's my gripe um this camera wasn't meant to do everything it is very specific in 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 
the fact that it's, you know, it should be, um, well, not should be. I mean, I can't tell people how, how to use it, but it, it is intended for like portrait work. It's intended for, uh, you know, the, the, to be able to get the most detail possible. Um, the fact that it's not great at video, I, I don't think it should be a deterrent in uh, <laughs> getting this camera. Like if you're looking to do video work, the X-T4 and, and things in that nature is kind of where you want to do your professional work. The, I think the GFX 50 is uh, a great camera that can do some video on a pinch, but yeah. um, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, they're, they're comparing it to, uh, again, because it is four grand, uh, they're comparing it against the Nikon Z7. They're comparing it against the Canon EOS R5. So, I mean, those are very, very capable cameras when it comes to video on the Nikon and Canon side. Yeah. So again, I think it's not the right, uh, the right uh, cameras to compare uh, them with because if you look on the medium format side, of things, you know, I don't know if Phase One and all these other cameras are, are good for for video, uh, but what I do know is that again, this is a hundred uh, percent stills camera. Again, you can use it for video, and and yet, I mean, you talk about uh, DP review; they, they still awarded a silver award and you know eighty seven percent overall score. This is for a four thousand dollar, I repeat, four thousand dollar medium format size, uh, you know, sensor camera image stabilized and, and so on and so forth. So you're getting a lot. I mean, I'm not trying to, to hype the, the camera. If it's not for you, it's not for you. If you prefer full frame, go go for it. I mean, again, the Canon EOS uh, R5 is uh, 3,900 and the GFX 50S is 4,000. It really goes back to a uh, question of personal choice. But if you are uh, in that medium format uh, game, you, you you have to look at, the, at that camera again because of this, uh, what you're getting for the price. Yes. And like you mentioned, this is the this is the entry level where you can start building your system. Uh, you have a nice, a nice cheap camera. Uh, cheap being a relative term, mm-hmm. uh, but to your point, uh, once you're in the system, now you can start uh, doing the lens acquisition that will last you uh, many iterations of the, the 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 camera bodies that you you'll invest in and you know, one or two lenses, you're, 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 you're doing your work, you're building your portfolio or, 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 you know, doing your work, uh, with, with your clients, with this camera. And then, uh, later down the road, you could go into the 100 range or just wait till the next version comes out and keep climbing the ladder from there. Uh, it is a, a great entry level to, uh, to the medium format or large format as Fujifilm calls it. It's, yeah. they, they are redefining the space and I am really excited to see how this comes into play. I mean, like just a few years ago, we, you know, medium format and doing video work with it, 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 it was, you know, something that nobody really considered. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now, it's becoming something that is uh, not only possible, but people are complaining about it, which yeah. on the internet, that's, that's gotta say something. 
yeah. I mean, again, I, I the DP review and all those sites. I, 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 you know, I go to them. I refer to them. But what I, the ultimate test is the images that these camera produces. So yes, and how you know it enables you to tell a better story. Again, if you're if you're about to print some billboards and and you want high res, uh, but you're on a budget you know look no further this is the camera that you need to get um you can do the job with other cameras but uh, again this is this is all a question of preference and personal choice if you are already a fujifilm user that's also something that you might want to consider the menus uh although they they do have a couple different options uh versus the APS-C uh, sensors or not sensors but cameras like the XT and and so on uh, they are pretty you know familiar and the buttons the, the the dials and so on and so forth so for me the experience the outcome the result uh, is more important than the actual you know fuss online about a camera or another <laughs> because to your point if you just start reading the comments and the blogs and the what's being said on on all those sites uh, you'll never buy any camera all <laughs> <know>, right <laughs> Um, you know, that, that's actually a, a, a fair point about the, the buttons and dials, uh, because it's Fujifilm, you, you, you have your, your outer aperture rings, the, the, the shutter dials and everything Yeah, going from camera to camera always gives you that intuitiveness to the, the system. Like I can go from, uh, X pro three to the XT three to the XT four to the medium format system that w- when I was using the, the 50 R um, everything, th- there was no real learning curve. Like you just knew where everything was. And that is something I think us Fuji users we we might take it for granted because it, it like you know we could pick up any Fuji camera and, and uh, be at home with it. Um, yeah. I, I think that is something that is re- a, a really good feeling uh, that that whenever we upgrade to a new system uh, or, or new camera, uh, it, it always feels like home. It always feels worn in and um, ready to use. And that says a lot about Fujifilm's attention to user experience uh, versus, uh, again, other manufacturers that are releasing cameras uh, every six months. Nothing against that. It's a it's a different play. It's a different game that they're playing, uh, whereas Fujifilm is trying to, again, keep a consistent user experience, although they are, you know, uh, experimenting with, uh, I'm thinking about the XS10 and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you're going, again, from a any XT uh, to an X Pro, to uh, to even the GFX, as you mentioned, uh, you'll feel uh, right at home. So, so for me, that that tells a lot about the attention to details, and that's uh, that's how Fujifilm has been able to create a, a unique brand, uh, you know, in the landscape of of all these these camera brands. I can't wait to try out the GFX camera. I'm hoping that I can uh, borrow one uh, or 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 convince my local camera store that I can uh, uh, use one to, to try out, to test out, because I'd love to see how well this would work uh, on one of my, uh, like I, I could see me my using this on an engagement session yeah. or just trying it out during a wedding. Um, you know, it, it, I, I'll still keep using my APS-C stuff 
but during those portrait moments during a wedding, I, I could see myself breaking this out and uh, doing some incredible shots with the bride and groom. And yeah. I mean, but part of me really wants to get it during the couple's dance and, and mm. you know, get that amazing uh, bride and groom twirl, uh, you know, right in the, you know, grand hall uh, or, or something that'll just catch that background lighting uh, just right. Kind of like Alison Conklin's stuff. Yeah. I mean, her wedding work is amazing. And, and um, I'd love to at least one time use the, the Fujifilm system for that. I, I don't see myself using it uh, on a regular basis because, again, it, it's a big camera system, a lot of running around, and, and there's a reason why I... Uh, went down from Canon, the Canon system. Um, but just one wedding where I, I, I'd love to give it a try um, and, and test it out. So yeah, maybe, be careful, Mark, be careful. Maybe you, you know, you try it and then you're like, ah, I have, now I have to have it. <laughs> Not only that, I'd have to have two because I'd have the 80 millimeter. And I'm right back to being weighed down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. If you were given a test version or if you were given a, 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 this camera, what would be the thing that you want to photograph the most? Yeah, I think two things for me. Because I like to um, try cameras in, in different uh, location. Uh, I would bring that camera on my travels. I had the uh, GFX 50R on one of my uh trip i wouldn't i wouldn't say recent because we haven't been anywhere for the past 18 yeah. months but uh back then and uh and also the um the gfx 100 s that i've been able to test in uh, here in quebec in the province uh, traveling a bit so for me traveling with cameras this is where i really uh, test out the camera in different weather condition uh hot cold night day uh so i do some uh, some uh, some tests there and also i would bring this camera on the street i know this is maybe the last place that a medium format camera would be uh you know uh, would be shining but uh, but for me i think the form factor which is fairly small for a medium yeah. camera and the grip i really like the grip i really like the one on the uh, 100s so and i think it's inspired by the same kind of design so i would bring that camera on the street and i would do some street photography with it uh this 80 millimeter f1 point i forgot of 1.8 or 1.4 i forgot but it's it's you know probably one of the best lens i've ever used and uh, i would glue that to that uh, to that camera i would hit the street uh, that would be uh, that would be my two uh two places That's, about, how about that- you uh, outside of weddings uh, probably the same. Uh, yeah. I, I would, again, following your advice, uh, that 80 millimeter I hear is nothing but magic. And yeah, yeah. Um, so seriously, it's, it's on, you know, top three lenses uh, of all time for me. And I was, uh, just, you know, amazed last time I used it. Um, so now I'm, I'm creating my own problems. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to shoot that lens. Like I kind of need the camera to go with it, but, uh, yep. <laughs> I would probably, take it up to the white mountains and the, the, the thing that I would want to do landscape wise is find a good waterfall and Mm. um, just, just go to town. Um, I I see Adam Gibbs uh, on his YouTube channel doing the, his waterfall photos out West and my God, like just being able to zoom in 
on the spot, like looking at that detail and, and just, it is incredible what he could, what, what kind of detail he could pull from uh, the files. Like he, when he shows his original raw file um, and then he shows the, the edited version, it, it, it's, it's amazing. Like what, what, what he's doing with, with his photography. Yeah. And um, yeah, the dynamic range is pretty good. If I remember. Yeah. Camera also. And I want it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So welcome to the show where two guys talk about their gas problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so moving on, yeah. we have um, the updated uh, XT30, uh, the, the Mark II version. Yep. And essentially it's the XT30, uh, but with uh, a lot of firmware update. Exactly. And... The cool thing about this is that, well, it needed a Mark II because I think the biggest problem with the XT30 was that it didn't have any more uh, capability of being upgraded. I think there was some, there was a technical thing where it just didn't have enough. I think memory, if that, if if memory serves me right, yeah. um, to to be able to bring in new data. Um, so having a Mark II to be able to bring in more uh, firmware updates to bring the autofocus up to speed and, and everything like that. Yeah, the, the, the LCD is also a higher res on the yep. XT30 Mark II. I mean, for, for me, that's, that's the, the announcement I was the least excited about, like a lot of people, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but that's one, again, it serves a very... A precise purpose and a lot of people like their xt30s i mean there's a lot of uh, shooters out there that uh, that swear by their xt30 small format and they can bring it everywhere it has a very capable sensor uh, just like the other uh, you know like just like the xt3 and and so on and so forth uh but in a smaller package so if you add a couple nice uh, add-ons and, and and a better lcd screen and uh and better performance than if you're uh, new to the market and you want to buy a new camera i wouldn't upgrade from an xt30 to an xt30 mark ii but i would definitely consider the the version 2 for a couple hundred bucks more um to get the the latest and greatest performance and the latest and greatest film sim also in that. yeah that it, it has all the film simulations uh that uh, even the xt3 and stuff doesn't have yeah come on fuji work get on it <laughs> every show mark uh, mark uh, sends a message to fuji is like come on guys xt3 oh yeah they're 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 not listening no uh, <laughs> unfortunately they, 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 they're they still a business i think we talked about that yeah you and i and tacky last time but yeah they need to they need to survive i mean they need to to make money could, could they bring it to the xt3 yes they could but uh business decisions yes yeah, I, I I found my piece with it. Um, <laughs> Did you get that X Pro three though? Because last time it was uh, it was a big topic. I remember. You know what? Let's put a pin in that because we're going to talk about things oh, that we yeah. tried um, uh, in, in a little bit. Perfect. Um, but uh, so th- I think the next big item is the X mount lenses and one big refresh and one kind of refresh. Let's talk about. The 33 millimeter, um, uh, I, what is it, F1.4? F1.4, yeah. So WR now and linear motor. Yeah. All the latest and greatest um, feature you can find in the lens. They've built a 33, which is actually, I guess, 
even closer to the 50 uh, equivalent. Yes. 35 millimeter. Yeah, there you go. So uh, I still love my uh, my 35 uh, millimeter f1.4, the, the magic look lens, the one that makes a horrible noise. <laughs> yes. But man, there's something about that. Every time... I am amazed by a photo every time I look at the bokeh, every time I, uh, I don't know, there's something in the rendering of that lens that, that you know, just gets me excited about the images that I take. Uh, that 33, uh, I mean, I saw Mindy Tan, I saw a couple people uh, using it. Of course, Jonas Rask, who, who, who you know, destroyed that lens uh, in terms of uh, quality and, and, uh, and, and he just, you know, made some crazy good images with it um but at the end of the day i think it for me it's um it's not a lens that i would upgrade to i don't know for you mark would you would you consider you know parting ways with your 35 and and going for that 33 um i don't know uh i would be the the 33 would have to seriously wow me for me to make that switch and it's important to note that fujifilm isn't ending production of that 35 millimeter both lenses will stay on the market and even fujifilm is saying that this is not a true replacement it's in addition to Hmm. um which i think they see the the writing on the wall that uh take it from my cold dead hands (laughs) um we're we're not giving up the 35 and even in within their own keynote their per, uh, person that uh, w- was talking about the 33 still had to put in there that I love my 35. Yeah. <laughs> which says a lot about that lens. Like, yeah, I think it was the second lens or something like yeah. second lens ever for the, for Fuji. It's, uh, you know, it's like a hit album, you know, like when a, when a band comes, it's like, a, I don't know, The Strokes, the first album. You, you just yep. put it on and then you're like, okay, this... This is a classic. This will never, you know, go away. This this is a classic album. So for me, this is the the classic album for Fujifilm. <laughs> but to that point, um, as much as I love the lens, it does have its limits. And just this past weekend, um, I was put into very challenging lighting conditions. Uh, this is a wedding reception where the lights get turned down. Everyone is dancing. I'm I'm trying to get that. Uh, those little key moments during everybody dancing. Uh, Everyone's having a crazy time. Um, Once the lights go down, uh, like considerably down, that's when it starts to struggle. Yeah. Um, And and that's where I probably need the extra bump uh, in in the 33. Yeah. Um, So I can see a need for, for this and would I use it in place of Um, probably for my professional work, I would consider replacing the 35, but for personal work uh, or, or or personal stuff, I I would always go back to the 35. Uh, That is just, like you said, the magic is there. Um, But I'd have to give it a try. I, um, my my gut tells me that I can't I can't part with either of them. <laughs> I need to have both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for um, me, the, the thirty three seems to to your point like the the pro lens, the clinically uh, sharp and and you know fast. 
lens that you want in your bag for for weddings and for events and so on and so forth. And uh, if you're like me and you do street uh, photography and travel photography, uh, 35 is 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 more than enough. And uh, and if there's a challenging situation, uh, I'll just take more time or even you know focus manually. That's something that I've uh, tried with that lens. It's it's not easy, but that focus peaking on the XT4 or yeah cameras uh, is very helpful. So I, I, for me, that that's that's a nice addition. And it was a lens that was requested by a lot of uh, of shooters, uh, you know, probably shooters that needed the more speed on the autofocus and also the, the weather ceiling is also something that uh, is welcome because, uh, as you know, when you do uh, events and, and weddings and so on, uh, the weather you don't control. So right. <laughs> it's one, one less problem to think about. It, it, totally. Um, it, it's... You know what? You bring an interesting point here. Uh, A a, a minute ago, you you said uh, the the sharpness, uh, the the, the clinicalness Mm -hmm. of it. I think that is why the 35 just sings so loudly to photographers is because it is not a perfect lens. Um, And I can't think of any other camera system that, like leaned into the the charm of imperfection that uh, like Fujifilm. I mean, if there is, I'd love to hear people talk about that, but I, I don't hear that from, um, from other systems. Oh, I mean, I suppose Nikon and Canon with, with people using the older lenses, especially on the Nikon side. So I take that back, you know, they, they're using past lenses uh, converting, you know, with using the conversion adapters um but nothing new has come out that you know you, no one's making this kind of um the, the charm um it's it's been very clinical um you know sharpness 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 yeah. and, and uh i i think that 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 is why the 35 still endures endures um, yeah, for me, the 35 and 56, th- those are the two that describes exactly what you just uh, talked about, right? So it's it's about that. Well, and for, for what it's worth, that, that film look or that, you know, I'm going to get killed in the comments if I say that. But anyways, I'll <laughs> say it. <laughs> that, that film make or that film look, uh, 56 and 35, those are the two lenses that uh, Fujifilm uh, really, really uh, hit the, 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 the nail on the head when it comes to creating a you know, unique storytelling lens. So, so, so I even did a video, it's a couple of years old, but I said, uh, the one lens that, that makes me a better photographer. And, uh, I don't say that lightly because usually gear doesn't make you a better photographer, but it was the whole idea of being able to tell the story I wanted to tell. And, and it was about emotion. It was about, you know, connecting with, uh, you know, two individuals and so on and so forth. So that lens helped me tell that story better. So so I cannot say that of any other lens, to be honest, you know, a Nikon and Canon and, and, and definitely not Sony. Um, although, again, you can tell very compelling stories with those camera systems. But for me, uh, those two lenses, 56 and 35, uh, are, are the ultimate storytelling lens. That, that's how I see it. I mean, here's a testament to how, how strong that, 35 is we're, we're talking we should be talking about the 33 <laughs> <laughs> and like like oh yeah great announcement but hey the 35 they still make it guys <laughs> so the 33 has 
some uh some tough shoes to to fill um i i will say uh i i will try it i will um see how it compares and again i think for me personally uh it'll come and shine for my wedding work uh but personal work uh, i'll still uh use the the 35 um so that brings us to the other XF lens, the 23 uh, millimeter uh, 1.4. Um, what do you think of that? What kind of first impressions did you get from that lens? Yeah, I guess that one is a, a direct, uh, quote unquote, competitor to the original one, the, the 23 mil, which is another one that a lot of uh, shooters really appreciate. I had the, the F2 on a 23 mil side of things. So, uh, so I cannot talk uh, a lot about the, the OG, uh, 23, but I can say that this one, the 1.4, if it is as good as the 18 1.4 that I tested uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I'm definitely interested in that lens. Uh, for me, that, that wide aperture at 1.4, uh, the fact that you can shoot, you know, a really broad range of subject because it is a, an equivalent to a 35 mil on the on the you know, film format. Yeah, uh, it's near silent. So for me, that uh, video focal length 35 for B roll uh, shot at 1.4, and and it can autofocus silently. That for me is you know bang on exactly type of lens I need in my bag. And uh, ultimately, the weather resistant. Uh, again, I'm traveling a lot with those lenses. Uh, so I want them to be compact. I want them to be weather resistant and uh, and lightweight. And that one hits all of those check marks. So uh, so this is definitely a lens I'm interested in both reviewing and and then uh, you know giving some money to own it after yes. the review. <laughs> this is the camera lens that I am probably going to buy next. Um, it is. Do you have the 23? Uh, the original one. I have the 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 F F two. Um, I don't have the the original F one point four. Um, I never purchased the the original one because at the time the autofocus um, it it just wasn't it just wasn't there. Um, and then the F two came along, and then the you know subsequently the the cameras uh, also got better, and so I just went right for the F two. It is um, the the lens that I use the most during key moments in weddings. Um, hmm. Is like, like coming down the aisle. I, I want to have that uh, the, the bride and the uh, you know being led by her dad to like just have that grand view. And the twenty three millimeter has done that for me superbly throughout the years and it it wasn't until the 18 millimeter came along that made me want to challenge that um i don't know which one i want more um they're both good lenses and that 18 millimeter gives you that little bit extra openness to it but i i i I, I think I'm still going to go 23. I had a lot of fun with the 18, but the 23 is a nice focal length again for street photography. Um, yeah. that, that's something that I've been playing around with. Um, and 
I've all, I've been using the the F2 for all of that. The the 1.4 is going to make it so much easier to to uh, photograph. It, I, I'm I'm probably going to go 23. Uh, this is this is going to be the next lens that I'm I'm just going to mm. go nuts with, and I think the F2 will be relegated to just being uh the the backup lens um yeah that's still a very good lens i I highly recommend it too oh yeah but uh that 1.4 and again we're on an aps-c sensor right so that 1.4 um is super wide uh and uh, open uh, and it lets in a lot of light but again you're on an aps-c sensor so you want as much light as you can uh, hitting the sensor it is a little bit less uh, sensitive to light because of the the size of the uh, of the um, the sensor. Uh, so on, on that system, any uh, any point uh, one or point two helps uh, for both uh, bokeh and uh, and of course uh, letting in as much light as, as possible. So you mentioned the eighteen. I I'm debating also. I'm in that deba- I, I I might actually go with the eighteen. I just uh, I just said I love the twenty three, but um, for me I, I'm shooting a lot with the uh, the Q two, the Leica Q two, as you as we mentioned last time. Yeah, and it is twenty eight millimeter, uh, thirty five uh, millimeter camera. So uh, so uh, the eighteen is kind of the equivalent uh, or close to uh, to that twenty eight millimeter, and I'm starting to see the the world. Uh, you know, wider and wider. So uh, bring in more stuff in the frame. Although I will say the pandemic has, uh, has brought, uh, has brought the 50 millimeter back in the, in the back because uh, can't really get close to people and people are super far away and it's usually empty streets. So, uh, so again, it's, it's, it's good to have uh, all that range, but um, I'm with you. I'm with you. The 18 or the 23, I'm, I'm debating. Uh, I might go with the 18. Maybe we should do a, a you know, a lens swap and an exchange to, to, to test uh, once uh, once we have them in our bags. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's uh, well, once the border is opened up too, that we can actually do that. Yeah, that um, might be a small problem. <laughs> yeah, let, let let's wait for that first. <laughs> yes, let's wait for. I agree. Okay, you're you're the reasonable one. <laughs> um, what other crazy uh goodness that we did we get from uh fujifilm they announced the the coming of the tilt shift lens for the gfx system and i heard out my window many many landscape photographers and architects rejoice yeah <laughs> they it's uh it's, you know it was missing. I'm I'm not a tilt shift uh, lens shooter, but apparently it was badly missing from uh, from the Fuji ecosystem. And, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, I I can't wait to see the, the, the panoramics some uh, landscape photographers are are doing with uh, the GFX. Um, I, right now, I've seen a couple photographers use the Canon um tilt shift for for the gfx uh but to have a native one oh that's going to be sick uh also people were adapting canon glass on on fuji yeah um i mean because the tilt shift i mean the, you get a lot of glass for for, for yeah. tilt shift it's um uh and, and so i think the canon was it worked well on, on the gfx 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the, the new one, um, new one does, how much glass that one <laughs> takes up. <laughs> and what will be the price? Huh? Do, do we know that or it's not, it's not announced yet. I know they, they, they don't even have a working model. I don't oh. think <laughs> the price, you know what? I, geez, we'll speculate. I'm, I'm guessing being completely ignorant to what the the canon version is i'm i'm guessing fuji is going to sell this for 4000 wow. no that seems kind of low yeah that that would have been a very attractive price hmm. yeah i mean everybody would buy it yeah. um, <laughs> um i don't know i can't even make a guess at it um but i mean we got plenty of time it's not slated to hit the shelves until 2023, I think. Yeah. Um, but something that will hit the shelves sometime next year is the brand new, uh, brand new sensor. Uh, it's going to be the next generation uh, backlit illuminated uh, and, and a bunch of other words that the they use. Trans BSI sensor for future x series cameras or something like that <laughs> do you think that this is referring to the the upcoming xh2 yeah so so i was about to tell you so should we talk about what wasn't announced at this event this yes. event? because i was i had my fingers crossed i i prayed you know all the 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 the, the all the prayers that I could uh, do, and uh, I went here. We have the Oratoire Saint Joseph. I I, I climbed the, the stairs, uh, you know, uh, uh, just to make sure. And I burned a, a couple candles. And nope, no XH two. <laughs> but so right now, um, Fuji Rumors is um, it has the rumor that there could be. When it is released, there, there's going to be two versions of the XH2, and presumably it's going to be uh, one for video and one for stills, like one for the photography market, one for the video market. Um, I could only—I mean, that's the 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 combination that makes the most sense. Um, the this new sensor. I would imagine it would be for both of them. Like, yeah, yeah. I guess the the, the megapixel would be different. I mean, if you, you you see that on the on the Sony side, you see that on even on the Leica side. I mean, you've got the SL two, you've got the SL two S. On the Sony side, you've got the uh, you know A seven three or S. I don't know, there's an S in there <laughs> that yeah. brings it twelve megapixels, so it's better in video and and low light. Um, so I guess the Fuji uh, film, they've, they've never done it. They've never released, you know, same model or, or two versions of the same model. Uh, but I would see Fuji film do that because, again, there is a huge market for vide- videographer and, and, you know, filmmaker out there wanting to use Fuji film glass and, and, and Fuji colors and so on. Uh, but also, I loved my XH1. I've sold it since then, but I, I loved it for, for photography. The IBIS was great. That The grip was awesome. So I would see myself using uh, both of these models if, 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 if it ever comes out. And if it has a, an X-Trend CMOS back illuminated the stack layer sensor, 
even better. Um, I, I would go back to having the best ergonomic Fujifilm camera um, and um, and having one for video and one for stills. So I, I, I could definitely see a future with uh, with that option. If I were to guess, I would say that the XT4 was the reason why they're going to release two cameras um, or, or potentially going to release two cameras because the XT4, while being a solid beast that it is, um, people were so divided on that the the lcd screen uh like to the point where you know people were you know fighting words everywhere uh yeah which on the internet is uh, fairly commonplace uh, yes but (laughs) like (laughs) this was something that we we heard for a long time saying you know you know, where's the flippy screen where's the flippy screen well this camera is useless i can't use it without a flippy screen um, to the point where it's like now, all right, here, here's your flippy screen. I can't use this camera. There's a flippy screen. <laughs> <laughs> like I can only imagine. Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm guessing that the, 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 the two versions will be identical, but with different LCD screens and to, to, to meet that crowd. And then probably hmm. some other capabilities, like maybe there's going to be different, uh, you know, audio connectors to the video version. Like all, all the video stuff goes mm-hmm. in, into one camera. The other one will be just like this ridiculous stills camera. Um, technically, both can do the same thing, but yeah. it's just the bells and whistles that will be uh, different. Well, I think the megapixel too, right? There, there's rumors about the 40 megapixel. APS-C sensor, which would be uh, interesting because, uh, again, the, the lines are starting to blur between full frame, medium format, APS-C, uh, that uh, level of megapixel. But I think if you're doing video, you want to keep that, you know, those, those megapixel, you know, fairly on the, the low side uh, for, for low light and, and for the way, um, you know, it renders the, the image. So, yeah. uh, so, so I would definitely see that. All, all, all of the above, all of the, what you said, plus you know, a camera with lower megapixel count than one with the higher one for a high res photography. Yeah. It'll be interesting, man. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's next year. Uh, yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 we could keep dreaming of the, of the XT, uh, XH2. Um, yes. And potentially an X pro four. Uh, I, yeah. I I have high hopes for for that line of uh, camera line. Um, I, I do enjoy the X Pro Three, but again, did, did you get uh, any hate mail uh, since I said that they should remove the screen entirely? Uh, am I still, uh, you know, in a, am, am I still safe, or, or or is the Fuji Love community mad at me because I said just remove the screen already? You know, like make an X Pro Four without a screen. And uh, and then you'll have a, a a real film, you know, shooting uh, experience. <laughs> that probably ex- w- explains the DDoS attacks I keep getting. But <laughs> uh-huh, <well> I kid, <laughs> I kid. Um, but how's the X Pro Three? So d- did you end up getting the X Pro Three? So uh, I didn't buy it yet. Okay. Um, okay. 
but but before before we get into the the stuff we've been using um yeah. overall thoughts on the summit uh, i thought it was um well it was fun to see a camera company uh talking about you know photography in in a really passionate way i think we always forget about this this aspect sometimes it can be very uh, rehearsed and it could be very mechanical and and you know lack of passion and just you know pushing out products here i saw uh, some you know very good interaction even our, our friend kevin mullins was there <laughs> talking about his uh, experience with the, the this new stuff uh, but it it brought me back to the reason why i like fujifilm it's you know camera lovers and photography lovers making cameras for real photographers and and other you know, lovers of photography and, and storytelling. So that that for me was the the main thing. Uh, a bit uh, on the uh, you know uh, excited about uh, some of these uh, GFX stuff and the new lenses. Uh, but man, uh, I was wishing for that X H two R. I guess uh, I'll have to wait. Yeah, uh, for me, it, it's it's the 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 two lenses, uh, the the thirty three and the twenty three, uh, definitely upgrading to the 23 that one's an, going to be a no-brainer for me um but man that 33 has me wondering um mm -hmm. it, it's i i know people are already saying it's awesome which i would expect nothing less um but like you it, it's one of those things where you just gotta see it and feel it yourself the is this going to be uh will it be able to take the place of the 35 uh will it won't it <laughs> all that jazz um yeah i definitely want to use it and, and and see how it plays uh those are the two big items that that i want um but definitely like the the first thing on uh my plate when, when i get when i get the when i get more business <laughs> is uh the 23 so that was our first half of the interview with Fred. We actually have some more stuff to talk about. So this round, we talked about the Fuji Summit. The next round, we're going to talk about the gear that we were allowed to use. And I'm going to save that for the next episode. So stay tuned.